0: Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Anyways, welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. You guys don't want to hear us rambling on about snow conditions uh, across the West Coast. But as Jack was saying, Jack came on, he was singing, the boys are back in town. It is a new year. I got a new office chair. So now I'm like actually... At the right level of the camera your posture uh, does look notably better thank you oh, thank you thank you so now now i can settle in and be a bit more comfortable
1: you man. also look at you're looking a little lean there in the neck region did you lose a couple pounds oh, i trimmed the neck beard oh, i basically
2: just see like shoulders skeleton neck and face
0: actually i weighed myself this morning and i was 184.8 which is coming down but it's a lot slower than it was um when i started this training block what is that in kilograms
1: you don't know what kilograms are (laughs) nick let's be honest i know
2: 70 kilograms is all that matters
0: it's like 80 82 kilograms or something i think that's what i think that's that i don't know but it's
1: um let's be honest if you can get through the christmas season without going in the upward direction then that's a pretty big win i would say i lost Yeah.
0: Last year at this time, I was 215 pounds because of that medication. Jack, Whoa. I
2: remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing you and being like, this is Garrick, but slightly
2: larger. <laughs> yeah. You came to camp and I was like, Garrick, your your legs are my body, torso.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was hanging out with a buddy that I hadn't seen in a while the other day and he put on like, 40 pounds from when I saw him last he's an investment banker he works in LA oh yeah. so he's
1: been stressed as fuck
0: yeah so he's <laughs> like 80 hour weeks and he pulls like all nighters he like we were hanging out at the bars like yeah I gotta pull an all-nighter after this we're selling like this 200 million dollar company I was like oh okay and then he we had ordered- a lot of big a lot in the jumbo chicken wings and I was like yeah you would order those <laughs> <laughs> can I get extra ranch yeah <laughs> but it's a good fun. He's a good buddy. So, so holidays
2: um, look like everyone had great holiday season, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I was away. It was like, fuck this. I'm yeah. I'm going you were to... gone
2: for like a minute. Tell us about your excursion.
1: Yeah. I was in the Canary Islands with my wife. It was what island? spectacular. Uh, Tenerife for six days, Grand Canaria for six days. Did you go to, to El Taide with the gondola? No, because it was fucking full. It
2: Aww. was like
1: you got to nowadays you got to book that like six months in advance to be able to do it. Covid, Covid times. It was crazy. So we did hike the second highest peak, which is like right across from it. Yeah, um, and we hiked that. So we started at like twenty two hundred meters and went up to twenty eight hundred, which is like probably nine thousand feet. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool, and yeah, it was it was really awesome. Like Tenerife was the coolest probably place i've been for a vacation like it was really beautiful.
2: Well, did i tell you i did a camp there?
1: Yeah, i knew you did a camp there. Where where okay. did you stay?
2: We stayed, you know, like i didn't have to look. We were on the uh other side of the island like you land and then actually no way i i don't even remember. Something give me a You land
1: in like the northeast region. Uh actually maybe it's the south. But anyways, all the cities are pretty much along like the southern side of the island um but yeah it'd be I didn't do any biking any biking at all in Tenerife Um, and when I was there it was a really really busy time like it was um pretty much probably the busiest week of the year there for like the week before Christmas for holidays um and then Grand Canaria it was starting to get a bit less busy like once it was like literally Christmas day um so that was pretty cool, but
2: do you, do you know that that island predominantly is like sixty percent Icelandic during the w- during that time period? Um, I heard Norway
1: was the main people there. Yeah, this that's I uh, maybe just Scandinavia.
2: Um, looking at the map, I was uh, I stayed in Fraile, which is north, uh, like the airport or west of the airport by like twenty minutes by Las Gaitas. Yeah. yeah, and then our house was near Cabo Blanco. So basically that that road you climb to get to El Taide, that main one, yep. we just
1: rode up and down that bastard all the time. So Las Gantas, so you guys were near the tourist area then, which is Yeah, cool. we avoided
2: we, a lot of it though.
1: Yeah, we didn't stay there at all. We stayed way up close to Santa Cruz to Tenerife, but in like a tiny little village called, oh, uh, I think it was called Tabeba. It was pretty cool. But uh, we literally had like an epic open water swimming location, like 200 meters from the entrance to our apartment building. You walk, it's like a pretty protected area. So it's not like crazy waves. And then there's like a 1000 meter rope of like swimming area. You just swim back and forth in the ocean. It was awesome. Um, And the water was even nice, like no wetsuit. It was totally fine. Um, So I did some good, some decent swimming like there. I swam a bit more than in um grand Canaria because it was just nicer swimming but even still my biggest swim day was like three and a half 4k and then i did a bunch of days that were like 2k um that's great but yeah did still you, got, did you go to mosca i don't think so i don't even know what that is
2: it's like this little town there's like 30 switchbacks to get you there and then there's a lighthouse if you keep going Punta de to- oh
1: that's sick no i didn't ah, is that sorry, that bag. must be way on the one side
2: it's on the west side like western
1: tip and then you work back towards the east those are like those yeah we wanted to go there but there's this one hike over there that uh, (laughs) uh, also was booked like heavily in advance and the thing with the the bookings there it's like it's run by the government and they're free so people just fully book it like way in advance because there's no downside to booking it like there's no fees um so we there's a few little things we didn't get to do but we still got to see the coolest parts of the island. The Anega Natural Park is was like the coolest scenery I've ever seen in my life. The Unbelievable! volcanic? Uh, it's the one way on the east side that's like really green and like mountainous, but also near the coast. So yeah. it was like beautiful valleys and mountains. And we did a 15K hike there. Anyways, it was awesome. So
2: you went to Portugal after that. Tell me about that.
1: Well, that was just to like get home. And then we oh. missed our connection because of weather. So I thought you were like there, no, but we did stay a night there. And they and they said like, Oh, we don't have any hotel rooms left for our like allotment. Cause there was a lot of cancellations, but you just book whatever you want and we reimburse you and there's no limit. So we booked like the nicest hotel in Portugal. Uh, mm-hmm. it was like 500 euros a night. And I went straight to the, uh, weight room or wow. whatever it is and did a freaking treadmill run. Nice.
2: Garrick, didn't you go to, uh, you know, your basement?
0: Yeah, I went to my basement a few times. Sorry, I, I lost connection when Jack was talking there, but I I think Jack's probably the first triathlete ever to go to the Canary Islands, not for a training camp. Yep. And just to I, visit.
2: Uh, yeah, man, it'd be uh, tough not to have a bike there, but that's that's a lot of self-holding back. Uh,
1: I did run a bike and bike two days pretty hard in Grand Canaria, four plus hour days. So that was fun. Oh, no. that's good. That's a win. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I did it one training camp in Fuerteventura, which is one of the islands at Las Plaitas, yeah. and that was yeah. that was pretty cool. That was a cool place to train, um, but yeah, no, I, I did train in my basement, but I also visited a lot of family, and it was a very, very busy week. And was now, everyone, like, giving you new gifts because you're married, and you're like,
2: oh, you're married!
0: No, because half of the family doesn't even know that we're married.
1: <laughs> oh
2: i forgot you have another wedding that's gonna seal
0: the real deal
1: so we're probably yeah. gonna like cut this out or what
0: no like we're not hiding it from people we're just not openly telling people that we're married except for everyone okay. that listens to the podcast so which is thousands <laughs> literally yeah. yeah so like like decade. fifty thousand people know that we're married something like that so um
2: great dude i'm glad you had a good go with the fam and running around i think it's like the great buildup to the holidays where barely anything gets done. And then you're in the holidays and nothing gets done. And then now we're waiting till after the holidays to see when people start getting things done again. That's like the period that I
1: look at. It it's as. insane, man. Anyone who like works in like a normal job, they're just like, yeah, yeah I'm just probably not going to do anything from about December 10th to about <laughs> January 10th. That's, that's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah i probably see my
0: emails and roll their eyes go ahead sorry you'll say what (laughs) i will say though that this is the only time ever that i'm going to train through the holidays to get ready for a race immediately after because it is a lot of work
1: yeah man so how are you feeling you're racing in freaking like five six days
0: yeah six days from now um I'm i'm feeling fine i mean there's obviously no expectations and it's not necessarily like a stacked field so Garrett, yeah, this, is
2: a, this is a long way to travel for no expectations, Garrick. You better have some sort, you better have the tra- fastest transition or something.
1: Yeah, it's not class. They're not paying for that. So
2: I'll pay, I'll
0: give you 10 bucks if you get the fastest transition. 10 bucks. There's a 1K run to transition, which, um... <laughs> oh God. Okay, T2. Oh, T2. Okay. Um. No, I just, I don't know. It's just the,
1: part of the There's journey. Like
0: it's, yeah, like, I, there's no expectations. I mean, training's been spotty the last couple of weeks, but I still think I'm on an upwards trajectory. So I'm not going to go in and be like, I got to win this race, guys. <laughs> and I think, think I'm going to win it. Um, well, that's but what I did. Of every pro on the start list, I'm the only pro that didn't get a shout out on their Instagram. So I'm not salty about it, but
1: I did notice <laughs> it. <laughs> Those assholes. We're going to, I'm going to hack their account, Garrick, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. So getting you. I, Let's just you know address the last couple of races where you clearly improved um, between yeah. Cabo and Indian Wells, um, and at Indian Wells you rode with Lionel for about twenty minutes. 20K. So obviously twenty k. So you're obviously like at Cabo you couldn't have ridden with Lionel for twenty k of your life, depending on it. So you know we're getting in an upward trajectory here. So now at this point. If you add that to if you just follow that trajectory, you'll be ready to ride with Lionel for 40K, which is probably like solid in amongst that field in terms of the cyclists.
2: That's and almost half the if race. You, yeah. And if you swim like you normally do, you'll still he won't catch you until hopefully <laughs> 10 or 15k.
1: I mean, we should mention Lionel's not doing the race, just so people know. <laughs> <laughs> this is hypothetical. But our boy Doobie's doing
0: it. Mark Dubrick um yes that is his official nickname now what the heck is he's had that nickname for quite a while though oh has
2: he well i just met him so oh my bad but yeah doobie um so that race pucan chili 70.3 um start list isn't you know a, a layup still some heavily you know cheating brazilians and south americans who will just okay. ride right on you we, got, we gotta cut that out you <laughs> <laughs> can't you can't say that uh, okay. i don't even so, know if there's a lot of brazilians there i don't either so 70.3 Kukan <laughs> chile a race where garrick you got a good chance because your swimming is massive right now i'm sure your bike is going to be good enough and then that run
0: is really hilly and shitty what are you going to do about yeah. that well, I'm still running like a turd, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna go. Let's get the reality. Yeah, I'm
1: sure if you go in online and you typed in running turd, there'd be a video of a turd running really fast.
0: <laughs> Turds can go. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I'm whatever. I'm just gonna I'm just, I'm gonna do my normal race strategy and I'm going to swim really hard to stick with guys that are faster than me, over bike, and then <laughs> you know just limp into the finish line
1: that seems to be like (laughs) that's how you race like
0: that's
1: what that's what you do as a pro and then about after between like five and like 40 races eventually you somehow run well so you just got to pay your five to 40 race dues and you'll be good i think yeah the last race though like if you look at my
0: training relative to how i ran i actually ran pretty well
1: yeah yeah it was nice totally and cool agree. is it? Is it gonna be cool again in uh chile i hope so i well our it's luck their with, summer yeah, but, yeah our, but it's chile they're like
2: so far south of the equator normally it's 70s is kind of the high but you're
0: lucky if you get 60s yeah i'll be happy with 50s
2: i looked at that race heavily as i was also on the start list and Sorry, Garrick, I was announced as going to race, and you were not. (laughs) I messaged him the next day. I was like, oh, shit, I I can't go race, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just delete that post.
1: Delete it. I'm going to tell you right now, the expected daily high would be 23 Celsius, but at the time you're going to be racing, it's it's a morning race, right? Yeah. We start, well, yeah, it's late for an Ironman. It's 8 a.m. Right. So it should be about 12 degrees at the start and get up to a high of about 17, 18 degrees. That's pretty nice. That's cold. Sounds like a scorcher to me. (laughs) So speaking of this weather stuff, I happen to know pretty much the PTO open race schedule for the year. I don't know every location, but I happen to know that the PTO Asian open is going to be mid August in Asia. And I was looking at different cities in Asia and there's not too many that are expected to be less than like 30 Celsius and extremely yeah. humid at that yeah. time of year. No, Singapore so, is going to be super, super hot. If I think it's, it's going to be in Singapore. I looked at it and Singapore is the hottest, most humid of any of them. It's like, on the, like, weather spark or whatever website that, like, has ways of describing it, like, the chance of it being less than muggy, oppressive, or miserable is, like, 5%. Jeez. There's oh. a chance it might only feel human, not oppressive. But
2: that makes for great broadcastability because we'll just see mother effers dropping
1: like crick and flies. I – that Dallas race, the bike, was the hottest thing. Like, it felt like your head was being – Fucking cooked in a oven and that's not even going to be it's 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 the same temperature but more humid so like can you imagine that like it's just going to be insane okay so
2: the next year is coming up pretty quick we got schedules coming out athletes looking at their races but 2022 let's not forget about that old gym what a year we had the team did good jackson won oceanside tamra won mont 70.3 um Garrick and Lisa both had recovering and took on some surgeries. Garrick recovering, Lisa took on what like three or four surgeries I think. Yeah. I think she just was like if there's a surgery in the next 10 years, I could probably get I'm going to get it done now. So it was a big year but um what was some drama that you guys remember from 2022 that was worth a stir? Well, Jackson. I just
0: watched I just watched Lionel's video and um it's true he had a shit year. He only finished second at one world championship this year. Oh so, tough day pretty bad, yeah.
1: Oh uh, yeah, um, that's funny.
0: Jackson, Jackson, you think of any drama well, I don't weird. think
1: so. I think Sam Long had all of it. He he was in it with Sam Lalo and the, he was into it with Iron Man um at the at the Worlds. So yeah, he you went last I don't even know what would happen, really. It's
2: actually funny. I got him dialed up. I've been waiting to drop him on the, yeah, this whole time so he can. T- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He wouldn't answer my text messages.
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, he, he, um, but no, I think the main, the biggest drama was definitely that Collins Cup situation. That was, that was intense. Like being there on that stage when Sam was like monologuing about how much he hates Sam Laidlow, that was, <laughs> the tension was palpable. It was tough to watch. Yeah so, okay, so it could be the biggest moment. Let's of the year. um
0: hold on, let's dissect this for a second. So we had the race that happened. So they went head to head after that. and Sam won that well Sam Long won that race over Sam Laidlow handily, handily. but then Sam Laidlow upset like just had a crazy race at Kona finishing second and Sam Long put all his eggs in the 70.3 world chance basket and did not finish it in the money even so who had the last Also,
1: last Sam Long Sam Long got him by one position at Dallas PTO yeah. as well yeah. uh, but I think really what is the situation is Sam Laylo. Doesn't really care about that. Like Sam Laidlow is on the Sam Laidlow plan and program, and like he's on his path and he's crushing it and he's stoked and you know he's not letting anything kind of rattle him. Sam Long is he the stuff gets in his head hard. Like he if something happens that he thinks is not fair to him, then he has a hard time getting over that. Yeah, and uh that's we've seen that a couple times this year. So. Be interesting like, to see how that plays out over his career. Jumping on his side of the, the bandwagon though, like it does
2: seem like when you talk about triathlon to any fan, they know like three to four triathlon names in the pro rankings. Like i not a lot of age groupers know most of the field who's racing. And a lot of people know Sam, a lot of people know Lionel on the men's side. So he's got a lot of pressure, a lot of attention. And I think he like literally – I think of two athletes who've been thrust in the chocolate on limelight, Sam long and Lionel have been pretty much some of the biggest ones. I mean, Sam, sometimes Sam long, maybe sometimes not because he even wanted, it. they just broadcasters love the story. He's animated. He's got the, yeah, but he bro, wanted
1: all that attention. Come on. He, he was got begging the bro, bro, for all that bro. attention.
2: He was born into it, Jackson. He didn't have a choice. He was, like, born. jumping
1: around with freaking pom-poms in his hands in 2019-18 being like, hey, everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, he was talking to the Smack beyond, but granted that. And Lionel. And Lionel. But that then he whole, came humble.
0: That whole Sam Long and Lionel drama, like, fizzled out, though, eventually. And then they became, like, best
1: friends. Yeah,
2: yeah. now they're like, man, I respect you totally. And yeah. if we, you win, I win, I don't care. I respect you, bro.
1: Yeah, But low-key, Lionel is going to beat him every time. But not actually, only if they're close. If they're close, Lionel wins. If they're not, Sam beats him by, like, an hour. Yeah, because Lionel (laughs) has that
2: extra,
0: like, demon he can pull out and throw into the mix. He does. Sam got him pretty good at Indian Wells. Like, he dropped him in the swim and just never looked back.
1: Lionel had a panic attack. Let's not forget. Well, the other thing that, like, is weird about that is – like if you look at the swim times and like how it played out, like Wasn't I don't think Lana on. was going to be swimming. Like Lana was never with Sam. Cause Sam was right beside me and Lana was nowhere around us. Like Sam literally swam side by side with me for 200 meters. Lana was way over on the left side. He got lost. So he, he said like, Oh, he lost to Sam longer. But I don't think he was ever in there. Or if, if he was, he was like several guys back. And Sam ended up being like the last guy in our group, so like he would have lost it anyways. Um, But he still lost time, panicking in the cold water or whatever, uh, for sure. Like no question. But yeah, um, but
0: if if Sam swims like that next year, like he's (laughs) Lionel, never see him in a race.
1: I know the thing. The difference between them is Sam has a really good start, and I've seen this a few times this year. Like in Dallas, he was ahead of me after 100 meters, Um, and I had a good swim. Yeah. So he, like Sam has a good start and now he just needs to like learn to transition it into, you know, it's a much smaller transition to make than what Lionel's doing, which is, Oh, I have to become fast at starting. Like that's hard to do yeah. to go from, he's at a 101 in a hundred yard sprint in the pool. Like you need to be probably like 50, like even Five. Sam Long's probably like 55, 56. Like that's not that fast for a dive all out in yards um yeah. i think like i don't know i've done 59 for 100 in free in meters and i'm not nearly as quick as what i need to be but i'm assuming lionel is like thinking okay he can get to a point hopefully around where i'm at at the moment so be interesting to see if that plays out there's any other story like can lionel do better than yeah. second at worlds like that's so that's bad. been
2: his his crux for his forever i mean he's had a couple good swims here and there but he's, he's kind of lost a little bit of that swagger
1: at the end of the year on the swim yeah i think he lost i mean it's like yeah he said it was a terrible year or whatever but like he came second in Still world great. championship he won his heat in the collins cup one of the best days of anyone um like obviously a lot of the other races were kind of not that great and then like indian wells He's he's coming off just having a baby, and he's still and he has a panic attack, and he's still like competitive with the front of the race. So like, I wouldn't say that was a disaster by any means, but
2: didn't he run his way to third in
1: Indian Well? No, he was fourth. 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 fourth.
2: Fourth? Okay, my bad. Bart
1: Arno, Bart Arno dropped him. Um. Okay. So, those are some pretty massive
2: stories. Um. What about ladies' side of the house? Did we get? Did we get some spice? Was any Shade, elbows, throne. What, did they try to do anything over there at the PTO to
1: make people fight each other? I didn't see too much of that, but we hey, saw Nick, some.
0: Nick some. got a pro podium, another pro podium this year, didn't he? Huh? Didn't you get another pro podium this year? You podium that um, Watkins Glen.
2: Oh, well, yeah. When it's just like six of us who show up, I got a great chance at a podium. Hey, I don't want to hear
0: it. You can only be who
2: shows up. <laughs> yeah. I did. It was me, Stark or er, Starky, Jason West, and me. So I got to share with some good bros. Yeah.
1: Um, even though there was a good deficit to me for, to Jason. So whatever. You had a good day though. To get off the bike with Jason Solid, because he's a fucking really good swimmer and solid biker.
2: Yeah. Overall, I had a you know good start this season and then I decided to travel, kids, travel, get sick. Break stuff. Back end of the season was just garbage. But my next year goal, and I'll be documented exclusively, found on the Real Triathlon Squad YouTube channel. Um, it's gonna be like get this old ass to top fifty. I'm getting in the top fifty next year. That's my goal. I'm gonna document it. The tears, the thrills, Jackson's beard,
0: Garrick's beard, they'll all be there.
1: All right, that's great. Jackson's- okay, so Garrick, what's your goal then?
0: My goal, well, I'm going to do my first Ironman, April 22nd in Texas.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. North
0: American champs. Yeah, I'm going to go get my ass kicked by the best guys. But I might as well just jump in the fire and see what happens, right? That'll be great, great. man. First guys. And then uh, I'll do a fall Ironman, too. So this will be the year of Ironman.
1: Go, you go, girl. I like it. Um, I was, like, thinking I don't even know what to do for a couple months. I might have to do an Ironman because I'm like – what? Well, like all the PTO opens, everything is within like three weeks. So, or basically because Canadian opens late July, two weeks later, U S open is early August, two weeks later, Asian open mid late Mm -hmm. August and a week later, 70.3 worlds. Then it's like, what do you do? You go do some either some like regular 70.3 September, October, and then Collins cup is in November. If I hopefully qualify for that. Or you go to a frigging Ironman, I guess. No, you just take take your PTO
2: money and you frig off. (laughs) You do nothing. You don't race. You sit around and you just train and you get better against the top guys and the rest of us will still race.
0: Nah, that sounds boring.
2: (laughs) Yeah, take your PTO incentivized awesomeness, which you've earned, and get out.
1: (laughs) Or I just... I just say, Nick, what races are you doing? And then I go do all those. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm
2: going to like sign up, book Airbnbs and you're gonna be like, Nick, I'm at the Airbnb. Like, guess what? I went to the other side of the country, bitch. <laughs> no, yeah. um, can't ever no, pass but, up an opportunity for
1: that. Uh, in all seriousness, it's a good problem to have when you have a lot of really awesome opportunities, then, you know, you feel like you wish you had even more because you're getting spoiled with all the good ones. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty lucky, but, but, but that being said, we,
2: we got to find a, a good drama related thing with the ladies. Cause we've been told we're too broy.
1: Well, what does that have well, to do with this? Did anyone, we didn't get told just... we're too bro One person said that, which means
0: everyone thinks it, but that's kind of the brand, isn't it? <laughs> i'm
2: just trying to do what's right by the ladies like the Nick, messages all the you time literally make
0: videos that it's called race chad <laughs> <laughs> so
1: what bro all right okay fine i i, I just don't think there's any it. drama if we want to talk about exciting things that happen in the Whoa. women's field we talk all about gone.
0: Danielle reef got her fifth world world title and then she yeah. wasn't able to sustain it for the next world title and she didn't have a great race there so that was kind of dramatic um, st george about, was
1: dramatic yeah st george so, what
2: well the women like holly lawrence racing and basically the same thing she always races in in 30 degree weather and you know a lot of weird penalties were called on the women's side here and there too and
1: yeah what's her had, name got
2: yeah, a penalty league, and
1: uh, india league got robbed she got a brutal call and then she persevered and came top 10 yep yeah. that was epic Lucy was a
2: bit tired. Paula was just Paula had, I think, in a, one of the her best years ever. Oh yeah,
1: she was second there, second at Canadian Open. She her and survived Ash. Dallas and still came top ten, even though she was dying. Um, um, Ash Gentle also notable big breakthroughs. Yeah, she's won both opens now. Like yeah, and Collins Cup, she had the fastest. No, no, Danielle Lariff had the fastest time. Yeah, but. Yeah, she's she's pretty unbeatable. Ash Gentle, it feels like if she performs at the level she's been at. Although Dallas, I feel like she kind of stole one there. Like I feel like if it wasn't as hot as it was, she would have been second. Okay, fair. Yeah, not please. that that's anything against her. I just mean, um, definitely Taylor Nibbs capable of beating her um, in the right situation. Well, Well,
0: Taylor Nib was also coming back from an injury that she got mid-season, right? True. Yeah.
2: Um, Let's not forget to mention Tamara at Indian Wells, who came off with that large deficit and nearly ran down Paula. So,
0: stellar job, Tamara. Outrunning Jack. Yeah. She's
2: going to be on a tear next year. I can't wait to see how that goes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was Um, great. She can just keep chipping away like she's been on her swim bike. That would be mega and yeah. then there's that epic duel for the
0: um world triathlon championships between Laura duffy yeah. and georgia taylor brown yeah after after georgia taylor brown just like dominated super league yes that was incredible to see in person to be honest
1: yeah um, um obviously yeah. kona on the women's side guys i can't believe this hasn't been mentioned yet but Chelsea Suder won and I heard that she had a baby recently or something like didn't she I, have one before that after yeah, that during so. it I think I think it was something some kind of a story there but her performance was inspiring AF yeah uh, that was unreal to see I think she was on par like you know if D- Danie- or if uh, Danielle had had a good day or anything she might have still been even competing with her so Pretty yeah. amazing there. Obviously, the Norwegians fucking crushed everything. That's no surprise. Um, and it, anyone even,
0: who's disappointed with our recap of the women's, you know, they can just frig off because we did Whoa. an entire women's one earlier, two episodes ago. So they
1: can go listen to that one. Well, also, we, I'm pretty sure we just talked about the women's racing as much as we have the men. You're
0: yeah, welcome. They, it's like done. it's
1: it's it's pretty stellar like racing these days it's and it's actually the cool thing is we get to watch it because we're not yeah i actually watch the women's racing more than the men's because it's obviously i'm racing in the men's but i get the chance to watch the women's the day before on the pto stuff and like i don't know sometimes i don't want to watch the men's stuff because like it just gets me too stressed out about racing and i i like watching the women's racing because i could just be more of a fan of it and less you know intense about it well, yeah.
2: wouldn't it be fair to say that like the sport of triathlon in terms of women's representation and, um, you know, equality, like p- p- I just had tried to watch WNBA and I just couldn't get into it. I tried to watch some other women's sports and they just weren't as fun. I mean, triathlon does a great job
1: representing the tenacity of women. I love it. And the the quality of the coverage is just as good. So that's probably the huge thing about it because you've got just good of announcing just good of courses and tactics and all that stuff um going on in the races so yeah it's pretty it's pretty neat but um, good point good
2: points fellas we can move on to another topic now we don't i would like to
1: one thing i
0: would like to say is like women's sport women's triathlon is like really coming into its own right now and we're seeing a lot more competition at at that high end at that top yeah. end and, you know there's like more there's less domination by one athlete that we've seen historically in female racing, whether it's Chrissy Wellington, Gwen Jorgensen, Daniela reef, and it, they're starting to like trade the wins and starting to get. Miranda Carfrey, Miranda Carfrey. Yeah, I mean you can just name them throughout the decades, right? Yeah. So that Jackson, being said, you just
1: play? you just mentioned Gwen Jorgensen. So, oh yeah, she's coming back, which is, you know. Some of us might say, why did she ever leave? But, you know, it's been six years, seven, close to seven years since she's raced. And uh how do you guys think that's going to play out? Like, it's going to be interesting. I, I do think there's going to be a bit of a rough first couple races, uh, is my guess. Uh, maybe even a whole year. Like What's that? Do, do we know what she, her, her intentions
2: are? Which races? Or is it WTS or what? I would Long assume course. so.
0: Yeah, she, well, she wants to go to the Olympics, so she's got to get points, right? She'll oh, probably gosh. start off. I'm guessing she's gonna start off in March with those two continental cups down south. I think they're both in Chile.
2: She should race Clash Miami.
0: Yeah, I won't get no. her any good points. I but know, but it's a good. Bit... She she put out a video, and I found that she has like really good perspective on this, and she's like, you know, like, and she's very respectful of the women that are in the race. She didn't come on and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna," I was. An Olympic champion I'm going to come back I'm going to beat everyone she's like no the sport has evolved like I don't know how I'm going to do but I'm going to go for it because this is something that I want and I have tremendous respect for the women who are in the sport right now especially the American women who Taylor Spivey yeah who I'm going to be fighting Taylor for Nate. Who I'm going to be fighting for in those Olympic positions and you know what I might fail and that's a great thing to show to my kids so I thought that was really good
1: of her awesome okay i think i yeah i agree i think that's an amazing perspective to have and um like she has the potential to to get back to the olympics and potentially win. like her time her runs were still like as good as anyone now i think if she's able to get into the race and be as good as what she was um that's amazing that being said she is 36 years of age now so And coming back, like it's, it is, I think different, like maintaining fitness throughout your thirties and, and holding that onto that versus having not really swam and biked much for six, seven years and coming back at that age. Um, you know, I think the odds are stacked against her for like an Olympic podium or something like that, or even qualifying for Olympics might be really difficult, but, you know, I do think she's still going to be competitive and, and have some good results. i i think so yeah i think she'll be competitive pretty soon especially on that continental cup level in her first few races how long has she been well, does, do we know how long she's been training? like did she announce like i'm starting swimming today or was it like i've been training for a while well she gave birth a couple months
0: ago and or a few, i don't know however long ago but she was mostly just biking and swimming in that time she started uh swimming with the origin performance team for like It's got to be a few months now because she was doing it while she was pregnant and and she was biking quite a bit with, with Pat and that. So I feel like, you know, she's, and she's always kind of kept up on it. So I feel like she'll probably do pretty well. Um, I think she's going to find her running legs again too, because if you look at her performances, her running performances from when she came back from triathlon, they like slowly deteriorated as she got further and further away from triathlon training so I feel like if she she could do this block and if she misses the Olympics she could just jump
1: into a marathon and probably PB Could yeah I remember thinking when she was in the Olympics like she's a sick runner and I thought her times would be faster when she switched over but obviously there's a lot more at play than just you know changing the training and getting all the benefit from it but So that's some potential drama on the women's side. Let's just say that that's the former Olympic champ coming back uh, for hopefully an Olympics eight years later.
2: Yeah, I dig it. I think that everyone's, it's really good for the sport more than anything. I think the putting it back on the pedestal and getting people maybe re engaged who were Gwen fans and, you know, they want to see, it's like, it's good drama. I think at the end of the day, that's really why I like it and huge respect to Gwen for, coming back i mean when she was like super lean during her marathon training like i was wondering if she was gonna like just have a lot of injuries and i mean not that looks or everything but it just seemed like holy crap she just dropped a lot quickly and she was already really thin in wts winning days so can't wait to see how flake shakes out
1: i think the triathlon strength was super helpful for her running for sure um But, okay, that was last year. This year, um, we got Garrick and Doobie kicking it off for us in Pukan. Then, Garrick, are you going to take sort of an off-season? Or you kind of just like, screw it, let's just grind her and keep going, and then take an off-season when it's too hot to race in July? Yes, I am taking a one-week off-season. My dad and
0: I are hanging out in Chile for a week. We're going to go fly fishing, and we're going to hike the volcano, and we're going to go to some hot springs. And that'll be my off season. And then it's just Man.
1: grind it out. That's going to be freaking awesome, dude. Like, you know, that's a pretty special trip to get to take with your dad and to do some Chile is a place to do things in the outdoors. It's that's what I've heard is like some of the scenery and the mountains and everything are incredible. So fly fishing. Is that something you guys have done before? Or you're just like, screw it. We're doing it because we're down here. Uh, Well, my dad, you know, my dad's done it a lot
0: before uh, he lived in, northern bc and northern alberta so he's quite accustomed to it i've only fly fished once and it was like my uncle was kind of showing me how to do it and i didn't really do much of it so it'll be more of a learning experience for me but
2: is it hard i mean like i know people hire guides
0: and like is fly fishing just really technically tough uh well the guides are more to like bring you to where you can fish right oh okay
1: where the good spots are so all right. Well, I'll just net instead. But well, you're looking for, you're looking for like brook trout and brown trout and stuff like that, right? Yeah, brown trout and rainbow trout is what they got there. Nice. It's good eating. I I heard
0: my grandpa tell me it's good eating that rainbow <laughs> trout.
1: Yeah, that'd be great, man. You just eat that stuff raw, straight out of the freaking sushi. It. Would yeah, you, you, you please do that? Perk, so.
2: Do it. Take a bite out of it like Bear
0: Grylls. Yeah. It's a, it's a national park. So you got to catch and release. Oh, okay. Oh, my dogs are having a fiasco
1: upstairs. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. So that's the start of the year, short off season, then you're grinding it out. So we're all probably kicking off our seasons between March and April. Um, Personally, I'm probably going to be, actually, I, I may be doing a indoor triathlon to be announced um, in the winter, just for fun, but more on that later, but, uh, my first real race of the season will be Oceanside. Um, April Jackson, 1-
2: you're going to have, I mean, it's not your first time having number one, having one, one, a race and coming back, but that's a, an iconic race for the North America's first one on American soil for the start of the year. We're all going to be there. Um, most, I mean, real tri squad is making it a priority to go there and support and, you know, if I have to ride real hard and push somebody off their bike, just to prove a point because I'm a gangster, I will do it, but you you're going to have to ride, ride real tight. hard.
1: I can guarantee you that, but I'll um, do it. it's, uh, it is actually my first time ever having won a race. I'd say, I guess, knock on wood, Hopefully, <laughs> but um, they didn't where cancel. I'm coming back the next year because the first race I ever won rally canceled the race the next year second time was, uh, what was it? Montremblau and then it was canceled for COVID forever. Then I won Ecuador and didn't go back the next year. So this is the first time I've won and actually gone back, um, the very next year. So that'll be interesting. I mean, probably a little bit extra pressure and all those things, but I don't really have pressure on myself for an able first race anyway. So we're just kind of going to go and see what, see what we got. Rip a bunch of trailer park boys, eat a bunch of beef jerky, have some Fanta, some chips. Yeah, yeah. Last year we stayed in a Motel 6, me, Lauren, and Ben in a in a small room with two small beds. Ben slept on the floor. I think already had an air mattress. And it was like the crappiest place in Oceanside because everything there's so expensive. And uh expectations weren't that high. So I think sometimes going in and just slumming it and having fun is is uh wait you're gonna get
2: you're gonna get invited to the host hotel and covered covered under the the umbrella of iron man well you should i mean i think that's how it works we'll see um i hope they do that for you because I'll. i mean i i know previous winners get some pretty good perks
1: okay well that'd be fun uh which i would obviously take that but uh especially because you know be closer by and stuff like that and nicer but anyways, yeah. that's that. And then in terms of bigger races, you know, uh, it looks like European open is going to be the same day as St. George, 70.3 North America champs. So, you know, that's a bit unfortunate because I was hoping to do both of those races. Um, but I think okay. I got to do St. George. No, go do the European open. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought you were going to no, no. I mean, it's in Ibiza or Bitha or whatever. And, oh, you can hit a rave afterwards, bud. I don't know. Man. We'll see. We'll see what the course is and stuff. Wait, but They're doing the PTO open the same weekend as the World Triathlon Long Course Champs. Yeah, they're in the same place. Backing off of it. It's um, it's a bit of a, like, they're they're trying to put them together, and, like, they're doing, I don't know. that That's the plan is what I have heard. I don't think it's been, like, super guaranteed or, you know, like, I guess, uh, confirmed yet, but does anybody know what Ibiza is like? Like it looks like it's not super mountainous or anything. Um, Um, I I know you're going to laugh when I say this, but I coach a guy who lives there (laughs) (laughs) and I can put you in contact with them so they can tell you all about it. If there's some bullshit, freaking crazy, stupid descents, I'm not doing it, but it looks like, no, there's not. I looked at just a quick elevation map and it looks like the highest acceleration on the whole island is like a thousand feet so uh or so so probably nothing too crazy um that being said i still think i'm probably gonna do saint george um because i've raced there many times i've been successful there going over to europe and back is a huge toll like doing the time change and everything is it's just it's tough on the body so it's certainly nothing to be taken lightly um that that pto money though bro Yeah, I know. There's there's, there's things to consider, not to mention the points potential. Um, The bonus, bonuses, dog. Yeah. Well, wait, bonuses. What do you mean bonuses? The PTO points bonus for racing a PTO race. Yeah, it is higher. Yeah. But St. George's is a freaking 90-point tier, too. So it's, like, solid as well.
2: Doesn't matter. PTO race versus St. George race. Who controls the points?
1: PTO? I mean... (laughs) No, you just do what you got to do. It's a new system. It's a tier. There's no control anymore. It's gonna be. Um... So, can you talk about the new point system? Yeah, can... it, let's do that next episode.
2: Why next? Because I gotta. I have life to live. I gotta
0: get oh, yeah. off the podcast. <laughs> got a meeting in ten minutes. With, uh, <laughs> okay, we'll uh, get into that next he time. He coaches
1: from Antarctica, but I'll, I'll just quickly on it, I can say that it's changing. I can say that it's uh, being retroactively applied to the 12 months of prior racing starting march 1st okay well i can't wait to see how that's much plan down you're probably gonna go up but well i'm
2: getting to the top 50 no matter what tell you what ha- hallelujah
1: well you're gonna so- have to do well at some big big points race so uh, so st george 70.3 that's gonna be a, a big one for you yep and i'm gonna go race ironman austria okay and Lima, Peru.
2: Lima, oh, you Lima. Are doing Peru, eh? Right? Yeah. And then there's a race even before that. I think I told my cohorts about it I was going to do what, what is before Oceanside? Isn't there another one?
1: There's Miami. I,
0: no,
2: I thought there was another race I was going to travel to. Oh,
1: you said you were going to go to freaking like somewhere stupid. And I was like, that's stupid. Don't do that. Oh, Davos. No, I'm not going to go to the Philippines.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. You're just talking about that. Wasn't there one, isn't there like a challenge race sometime in March too? I don't know. There's always a challenge race that you can't get to. Yeah. (laughs) You fly
2: in, you got to take a train and you got to take another little camel to get someplace. I don't even know. I
1: think the first one might be Lima, unless it's Clash Miami. Can you put your buddy from Ibiza in touch with me and just frigging ask him to tell me what the course is like? i will I'll, I'll get her done you know me count on nick to get her done because it does look like the actual weather there will be pretty nice may 6th it's uh average daily high 20 celsius okay i like it so you better travel over there and go get some go
2: get her me and matt hansen will race here <laughs> no
1: man matt will probably nice. go to
2: all right. Well, on that note, we've talked about 2022, 2023, some drama, some vacations, some preseason, some start of the season, some speculation, some beards. Um, we didn't talk We got to talk about points next episode and go into the details and get real nerdy. Then we'll talk more about another topic of Jackson's
1: choosing, probably how to cook eggs properly. Butter in the pan, throw them on the pan. <laughs> Flip them Don't. when they're just cooked enough that you can flip them like barely. Salt Wait, pepper, just, and pepper and then you, you leave them medium heat or what do you do? Uh medium, yeah, medium's good. And then you flip them just cooked enough again that the white is cooked, and then they're done. Okay. This was gonna salt be a whole pepper. episode. Yeah, salt and pepper. You salt and pepper before you flip. Before you flip, yeah. Yeah, okay. True. Because okay. it also seasons your pan, which is nice. Nice. Nah, I was gonna it.
0: dedicate.
2: I was gonna des- dedicate a whole episode to this topic. So now you just ruined that. <laughs> well, that would have been the shittiest episode ever. <laughs> no, there's a lot more ergonometry to talk about with the flip. This, the preheat, preheat the pan. Do you? Don't you? I don't know. I do. Those types of things. Yeah. It depends how big of a hurry. I mean, you gotta preheat. If you don't preheat, you get that white runny. It takes up the whole pan.
1: Oh wait, there's one more thing. Okay, um, training. Like, are you got? Are you in shape, Nick? Are you fat? I, I can see that you're pretty fat, but oh, that's harsh. <laughs> um, as a
2: matter of fact, I've put on two pounds. Thank you. I'll remove them. Oh, you're like one fifty five now. So yeah, I'm good. Get, I'm getting back into serious training, but also I'm going backcountry skiing on Thursday, and I went snowboarding today. So that's how serious I'm taking
1: it. Yeah. Yep. I'm in much worse shape than you. I can guarantee it. I, yeah, it's been a bit rough, but I've got a few days here to get back into it. Then I'm going to Florida for a week and doing some outdoor training and training with my dad and just getting some base. And then I'll be back and just home for a while. Are you doing your own camp?
2: Your own camp. You didn't invite me.
1: I'm not doing a camp. I'm going a week training in like Orlando and it's not even a good spot to train. It's just a family vacation. Yeah, you'll have Thank to you. let us know how the riding, how shitty the riding's gotten there. Well, I brought yeah. my I'm gonna bring my gravel bike, so I might like try to find some dirt roads or something.
2: Oh yeah. Well I'll call Jared Schumacher, he'll tell you every single one of them. Yep. Okay. He knows where they all are. He's he's heavily into the mountain bike scene now. He's if there was a good mountain biking scene in Florida or gravel scene, he'll know
0: it. All right, that sounds cool. If um, you want to ride the most interesting trail in the world, it's the Van Fleet Trail. No, I've it's not. It.
2: Please don't. If you want to see a lot of alligators.
1: Um, but I can reach out to Jared Schumacher now on LinkedIn because I now have an, a LinkedIn account. So
2: yeah, you sent me an invite. Nice job.
1: Yeah, I was like, I should do LinkedIn because somebody told me I should, and it was really easy. And it's like it's like Facebook, it's like the it's like the Facebook age group. But for business related stuff, so seems all right.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. old now,
1: so Facebook's about my age group now. A lot of guys I went to school with got their residencies off of their
0: LinkedIn. Legit. You'll get yeah, you won't just get regular dick
2: pics, you'll get CEO level dick pics. Whoa, that's Pretty exciting. Cool. Pretty cool. All right, I gotta run. Thanks for this episode.
0: It was been brought to you by Frig Off. All right. Well, you can frig off then. Happy Bye. New
1: Year, everyone.
0: Yep. Happy New Year. Until next time. Peace.
1: Ow. I got ish to do. Flying through the sky in my parachute. Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise On a one-man mission trying to see it through.